Hello, welcome to an episode of Quid. This episode is actually a couple of years old. It was originally recorded at Destination Star Trek as a panel uh, that we did um, about who was the ultimate fighting Star Trek champion, uh, a sequel to our previous fight episode, but we did this one live. The reason we've waited a couple of years to release it is, quite honestly, the sound quality was terrible. Um, and it's been one of those things that's been a bit of a task to get around to doing. Um, I've had a go, I've done the best, I do apologise, the audio is never, we're never going to be able to clean this up perfectly, but hopefully you'll get uh, most of the episode out of this one. Uh, obviously where we've played some special sound clips, I've replaced those directly so they're fine, it's just the general speech. I've tried to reduce crowd noise, all the normal stuff I can do. Hopefully uh, it's still a pretty enjoyable episode because it was definitely enjoyable to record and a big thank you to everyone who turned up to watch us live because it, it meant a lot, it was a pretty big deal for us to do this. So, hope you enjoy. Thank you. Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers, in fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemmer. Oh, yes. Hello, and welcome to Ten Backroom Podcast. We are a UK-based Star Trek podcast, uh, featuring myself, Will Turley, uh, this lady to the left of me, Jenna Turley. Hello. Uh, a man to my further left, uh, Rick Palmer. Hello. Uh, and a man to my extreme left, Rick <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Star Trek podcast where just a group of friends who like to get together and talk about Star Trek and, and record it. Um, you know, for, for, for those of us who aren't familiar, the 10 back podcast, which judging by our listening figures is probably uh, almost everyone. Um, we do still have a particularly unique, clever uh, or interesting take on talking about Star Trek. We literally just like to talk about all of Star Trek, so from the original series all the way through to Discovery. Um, yes, yeah, so we recently finished an idea for doing a, a live podcast recording as a, as a panel today. And Rick, um, Edison, do you want to talk a little bit more about what, what our idea is? Okay. Uh, one of our most popular episodes was called Fight, and it was Gemma's idea based on the premise of who would win in a fight between X and Y. Uh, except instead of X and Y, we had Star Trek characters because that seemed more interesting. Uh, so it was a really good episode. I think we had upwards of three positive comments on it. So it's definitely one of our most popular. So we thought we'd reprise it. So being a live show, we can do a little bit different. Uh, we've got an audience for the first time, so we can probably get a little bit of audience participation. So we've got two characters each, and we've paired those characters up into the first round of fights. We will each of us take a couple of minutes to justify to you guys why we think our character would win the fight. And then we're going to ask you to vote. We're going to say, who would win this fight? And you guys will cheer, put your hands up, and uh, then we get our four winners, they go to the semi-finals, we'll do the same sort of thing, and then we'll have those two winners in the final. And at the end, we will have decided completely conclusively, scientifically, Star Trek's the most best fight ever. And it won't take as long as you made it sound like it. <laughs> it's going to be a quite a well-oiled uh, process. <laughs> not boring at any point. But what I, I mean, I think what's interesting about um, the combat in Star Trek is that, that since the original series, um, I 
fisticuffs, fighting, uh, which was one of the sort of main ways that they could get action into Microsoft because uh, doing space banking was very expensive, uh, phaser effects were very expensive to do in the, in the 60s. So, you know, access from there, and at that time, we were trading in stage banking, so putting together a fistfight was something that would be, I imagine, fairly easy to do. So, I mean, if there were episodes that we see Kirk ending up in the, uh, the engine room, like hitting someone with a giant spanner with his, with his shirt, that was like the sort of going to action sequence, wasn't it? Um, I mean, I, I think you're trying to say, Enoch Time is probably the most famous one. Yes. Um, which, which people may have seen around the room. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of them reenacting that, um, that uh, Enoch Time kind of sequence. Yes. Again, it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and so a new series, I mean, there's, there's always a fun character. I remember in, in Voyager, um, what's in the name? I'm going to ask you guys what the name of the episode is, because I know I can't pronounce it. Sons, Duck Tug. Give it to me, or I will take it from you. I mean, in terms of physical fighting, 
I, I think he's he'd be very hard to beat in a, in a fight. That's that's my argument. It's good. It's good. And is that where there's brought up plus nine? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really seem to like, he's not lost his depth perception, he's still actually defining it. Exactly, I mean, imagine if he had two of us. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of physical combat, I think Montauk is a solid choice for someone who will win a fight. Case, case over. <laughs> yeah, true. No, I, I think Montauk might be a pretty strong contender. Should we get moving through the other Keiko O'Brien. Whose choice was Keiko O'Brien? Rick, I'm going to try and play uh, an intro for Keiko. Get ready. I'm ready. Keiko O'Brien. Miles, I make the rules. Secret weapon. She's the one you know. Always gonna, no one thinks. Well, Kate O'Brien can kick ass. She's a fighter. But yeah, I got, I got some, I got some ideas. Obviously, for some for these matches, and I think we're gonna be a bit surprised just how capable Kate could prove to be. One, one thing we thought about is giving our characters special moves. Which actually, we hold our special moves back until we get into the, the into the guts of the of the event. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're the compass, so you can decide, <laughs> yeah. I would say. That's a good point, yeah. It's not even like you're always like, hey, you know, I'm not going to do that. Have you thought we're going to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Kinko's maybe not the first choice that, that you think is a, is a compliment. She's your first choice. She's my first choice, yeah. She's the first person I've got on top. Correct. <laughs> right, let's move on to our, our next. Is this your choice? It is, yes. Right. I'm going to try and play an intro for Shrek. Bear with me. Shrek. I'll take your blood to Andorra. To the Wall of Heroes. Um, so, no, we're going to 
He's my number one dad. So, yeah, 12-year-old maybe not sort of the most obvious choice as a battle-founded warrior that could maybe go up against him in that time. But uh, I, I think you, you wouldn't see him coming. For one, he's shorter than him. Uh, if you remember in, in this, so this is an episode of TNG Rascals where the car and Guy and Vincent Rowe and Keiko are turned into children in a really annoying transport. And 12 year old car contains all the knowledge and experience of adult people, but in a younger body. So I just think, you know, he's, he's, he's got the
And then also using the minus. So good stuff that had any sort of everything necessary to the internet. So he's you know, got some skills. It's just that he's presented as a buffoon in this episode. And rather cruelly actually. And in this episode the TNG crew are, are super rude when they get invited to the party. So um, yeah, um, I, I think I think Coach is a, an art.
another type. It's not, not considered traditionally a fighter, but hardcore fencer versus survivor. He's a man who's managed to weasel his way out of worse situations and uh, and it just he's weasel his way out of bad situations. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think he's gonna come down to fight. He's got some he's got some things he can do. He has surprises. He has killed lots of people. Yeah. Again, again. Yeah, the Ray Wilson would have been especially if he comes across as someone yeah. in he loves murdering your kid, doesn't he? And that episode that time he yeah. little sensitivity. Oh, yeah, sorry. Of course. Laura is here with us. Many apologies, Laura, <laughs> but we, we were killed over again. It happens. It looks like you're better. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, well, that's, um, that's all of our findings then. Let's move on to our first round. When, when we originally did this idea, um, we kind of randomly put our characters together. But because we're doing it on stage, we thought we'd to make it slightly less. Let's randomly make that choice before we actually get up on stage and do this. Um, and then I can prepare all the sound clips and stuff. First, so behind the scenes work. <laughs> um, so, our first fight. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I tell you what I'll do. I'll just play. I'll play um, a jingle, and that will tell us. So here we go. Captain Janeway. Times up. Harcourt Fenton Mud. If I had any money, I'd be sipping jippers on a beach somewhere. Challenge was given and lawfully accepted. It has begun. Let no one interfere. So, Janeway, I'm just telling you that. I'm just telling you that to run into the next bit and just get really confusing things. Yeah, so Janeway versus Mud. Uh, so that's my choice versus your Yes. Do you want to go first with why Janeway wins? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Janeway is going to just completely describe it. There's, there's no question. I mean, I think there's always opposite of where she comes across like, you know, some sort of unsavory merchant and they're trying to put something on the trip and she's having money there. Um, there's, in, um, in Year of Hell, in Year of Hell Part 2, uh, there's a point where there's a, there's a fight. Uh, somewhere in engineering, she has to, she has to go to that fire and uh, do something. Is she kind of Isn't there a temple she wants Yeah. But she's, you know, she, she messages the doctor. She's all uh, prepare sick pain and we're coming in with severe burns. She's like, be kind for you. She runs into a room, she's literally on fire, uh, and, and saves the entire ship. She's she's just getting patched up in, in uh, chewing out the doctors and learning it up and taking risks. There's, there's no way that this woman is going to be taken down by hardcore fans of love. And I just, uh, it's impossible. So what are you, oh, uh, uh, I'm going to mention her first special move actually, uh, being just wiped up on coffee. <laughs> so in one minute, she's, she's had like seven espressos. Uh, I can't just not do with that, because it's a Right, okay, let, 
taking your fire situation, you won't have to do that. You know what I would do? You find some random creeper, throw them in the fire to put it out, and then you go in and fix the shields. That's a good point. Yes. Maybe con someone else into doing this. Also, we need to remember, Harkoff has apparently has access to some magical artifacts. He can, he can find a drug that makes, makes women young and beautiful again. He can find uh, a space whale. He can find a magic time crystal. He can find a planet androids. So I'm kind of thinking any one of those would be a good choice. He can take Jayway down with, with his planet of androids. He's resourceful, isn't he? I mean, he's a survivor. Absolutely. He's resourceful with planning. A lot of those things took a lot of planning. Yeah. Whereas she thinks nothing. She deals with the situation as is. So that's true. I'm going to put forward um, a first season episode of Voyager where they encounter a planet and everyone's like really chilled and happy and they love stories and there's the creepiest man who talks to Jamie. He's literally the creepiest guy. And she's not responding to this really weird, creepy guy. So I think if she responds to that, Mike can charm her, you can be like keeping her distracted. Well, his little insect friend Stuart runs behind her and like trips her up or something. Try some of my crisps. <laughs> he looks like the Pringles man. He looks like the Pringles man, yeah. I don't see how that gives him an advantage. Harry Potter clearly came back in time with his time crystal, invented Pringles. It's not relevant to the fire, just no, I'm just great to this idea. I don't think that means that Jamie wouldn't defeat it. No, I'm, I'm standing by my charm distraction and stupid trip over. If you remember, um, the episode is my Pringles you pronounce it? Macrocosm. Macrocosm. And so in that one, Jamie sort of goes full ripples, like sweaty bear stuff, running around with a phaser rifle. She totally takes down um, like a macrovirus. This takes a physical situation. I've been both of you a lot of time now. We've got like 20 minutes to get the rest of the stones. That's a good point. We need to bring this up. So if you think Will has made a convincing argument, Jamie with his fight, raise your hand. Ooh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I made a convincing argument with Harry Mudd, hey, I'm going to do that one. I need to in the back. Ian McCormack is on my side here. Brilliant. You'll save anything. Right, so that's Jamie's. That's Jamie. Okay, um, so, yeah, it's a pretty good point, we need to keep it on a time Let's go straight into the next match. Um, hmm. You do everything I tell you to, accurately and without question. You are either very brave or very stupid. Challenge was given and lawfully accepted. It has begun. Let no one interfere. Please, uh, please come on. Rick, what is that me and you? It is. Would you like to go first? I don't mind, yeah. I mean, I can do. Okay, so, I mean, like I said before, Martok is Klingon. Uh, in the SNI we mostly see him in a sort of a leadership capacity rather than a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat, but like I was saying before in the episode by Inferno's Light, he fought 
Jamie Dunn was single, ending single comeback for, ex, for days on end and still lived. I don't know, lost an army, but that's not too bad. And, and I just think if this is um, like a hand to hand combat situation, a, a fight in that regard, then then Marta wins easily. But if it's some sort of sort of fight in a new way, then I guess maybe um, that might be different. But in a hand to hand combat physical fight, I don't think Marta can be beaten. Right, so Keiko Ryan does not back down. Uh, the absolute power play when um, Data, Troy, and Miles are all possessed. Uh, and they take over to well, she's not she's not frightened, she doesn't back down from these guys. And Vader is, you know, possessed evil Vader is a pretty scary thing. Um, when Keiko is possessed by a bar rape and almost destroys the prophet, nobody notices that she's gone evil except her husband, who she told at the beginning he would have spotted it. So she could evilly manipulate everyone to destroy the wormhole prophets, and no one would even bat an eyelid. And finally, Klingons are frightened of Keiko. And I can prove this because there is an episode when Worf deliberately tries to book leave to get away from Keiko when he hears she's pregnant. Literally, there's anyone who's not looking in there. No, no, no. She, she, this, she, 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 this is not representation of this entire race. That's not really fair. Worf does, um, he delivers her firstborn child, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Hence why he strikes him. It's also pretty badass. I mean, if, if your first born child is delivered by a Klingon, not the bodies around the ship, that's pretty cool. I was like, I think we were going to say that Kate goes to Bosnia's so she could develop some sort of poison. Also, she could develop superpowered plants like poison. Wait, 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 is, yeah. and it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's been distracted. Who would? Yeah, so she's been Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hands up for who thinks Martin. Oh. How about Kate? Yes! Kate <laughs> <laughs> just got through, hasn't she? You got one through. Amazing. Right. Oh, sweet taste of victory. Let's go straight into the victory. I feel your anger toward me, and I forgive you for it. Twelve-year-old Picard. I need to see him now. Now, 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 now. Stop it, you hurt me. I want my father. Challenge was given and lawfully accepted. It has begun. Let no one in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to go first. Well, she would, she would destroy you. And I'm not in a sexual sense. Okay. I'm not in a sexual sense. You can't edit things out later when you do that. But like, I think you're right. I mean, uh, Kai Wynn is. I don't 
think she can't play. No. Just because of the size of the child. But can you, I mean, can you imagine kind of in punishing the yes. 12 year old in the face? interested in ornithology? Any, uh, any hot supporters? 
to the point where she'd go to two and call her out for it, doesn't it? Because uh, she, she, she gets a bit in, a, in a, a, one of the sort of storage beds and she, she's going to talk him to death, basically. Yeah. She goes and to step in. Um, she she removes she goes into her duty at that point. She's still in I just think she's she's gonna be willing to do whatever it takes to win. Um, you know, if if Kate O'Brien was a broker and her getting a crew home that not no question, Keiko is dead. Okay, Keiko, I'm gonna convert back again to magic points. Uh, but I assume she can grow. Um, but also, Keiko would have some backup. Keiko would have Kira, who's sitting by the family. Kira and Roots, and Marza Bride, two of the strongest fighters. No, 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 they didn't help that. They wouldn't need to fight, Chase. This is what everybody wanted to be. Who made the rules? And I'm, I'm saying that she would have some pretty good backup in the middle. Pretty unfair to bring in another warrior. I think so. Well, that's she's going to be the but she'd probably leave him a duty. Yeah. And that's just about what's up in the ship that's to fall asleep. James is going to bring in Leeds. Okay, go with the other one. I think we're going to get into the other one. So, hands up, who thinks Janeway would defeat Kate? Good. And um, any any Keiko voters? Keiko voters. Uh, there's a strong, strong couple of votes there, right? but I think Jamie's <laughs> <Jay> <laughs> still voting for me. It's because I say nice things about how they're going to be So, so we're down to so the final is Jamie. Jamie, can I win? Is that is difficult? Just not going to break, just holding up a Jane way action. So I think we're going to try that. 
that's that's yeah, that's what we find in jobs. Yeah, so let's put it to the audience. Can you do things that kind of win? It's going to be close. Thanks to the wire. So, who thinks Jamie is the overall? Wow, okay. Fantastic. Jamie is the ultimate fighter. Well, well, good. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, if one of us is a girlfriend. That's the next. Yeah, it's like so good. And bring Jamie back to defend the crown. Indeed. That's it. I think you're going to bring Jamie back to defend the crown. Well, I, think we've got, I think that's it. I think we've got about two minutes left, haven't we? So, Excellent. I can't believe we've kept it to 45 minutes and we've never done this. No, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, they're very much the same. Um, we're on loanedxradio.co.uk, we're on Twitter at Ken Backwood, and can we have a special round of applause for Will and his amazing sound collections? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like... Uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lowerdexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, 
Google Play or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the Ten Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Ten Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten Backward. Ten Backward.